0: Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You gotta be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices, and so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix, and that's what I help my clients with every single day.
1: Now freedom to retire. The Fed getting ready to raise interest rates. Once again, their goal is to to hopefully avoid a recession. But a recent survey found that 70% of investors think they're still going to be one this year. It's, It's inevitable. And a lot of them are preparing by cutting their personal spending and increasing their savings. On the other side of it, others are adjusting their financial plan. So what is your thought here? Is it time for that or should people be staying the course?
0: Well, Chris, investors are certainly torn with what to do with these current markets. There's just there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just about everyone I'm speaking to lately seems to share the same sentiment, which is that they feel pretty good about the recent market increase, anyways, over the past several weeks. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of folks are just being extremely cautious about this optimism, and I think about three quarters of people that I speak with, I would say, they're yeah, they're preparing for the possibility of maybe a little bit more loss in their investment portfolios in the upcoming year. And I think a lot of people postponing some big ticket purchases that maybe they were otherwise planning to do this year if the market was a little bit better, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a good amount of real estate prices being reduced here in our greater Philadelphia community. and I you know we all know it's mainly because interest rates have gone up so yeah. much recently, and people are you know reducing their spending um, by as much as fifty percent uh, in just their their general budgeting. So look, I've spoken with quite a few people who are just you know taking portions of their investments, which they have otherwise planned on. You know, having remaining uh, in in their current investments. But instead, what they're now doing, people are really considering, and some people are pulling the trigger on it. They're deciding to use those funds to pay off their mortgage. Okay. Uh, This is a big thing lately. Uh, And the rationale there is that they say, well, Jim, look, I'd rather put that money towards something tangible, like my house, someplace I plan on being, you know, rather than risk losing more and more of it, uh, you know, in in the market. That way, at least, hey, if the market keeps going down and it, you know, if I by at least paying off the mortgage, I won't have that mortgage payment mm-hmm. anymore. So that'll free up some cash flow. Some cases, you know, just depending on a couple of other factors, of course, you know, like how high your interest rate is, you know, there's a couple other variables. So don't everyone just jump and start paying off their mortgages. But, <laughs> you know, it depends on how close you are to retirement or in some cases, you know, it it might make a lot of sense to do so. But yeah, it, it, generally speaking, it's just quite common for, for a lot of people out there also to just stay the course and just maintain a a business as usual sort of mindset, Chris.
1: And I think it really just depends on where you are in your time horizon as far as retirement goes, because if we were to see a, a drawback this year, if we're seeing that recession that a lot of people are expecting and you're getting ready to retire in the next couple of years, well, that, that could that could alter the plan significantly. But if you're a younger investor, uh, you know, that is business as usual. You just kinda you kind of do that that ride it out sort of mentality. So, you know, the show is called Freedom to Retire. So we, we want to talk to the the retirees and pre-retirees here. Uh should they just Except whatever's coming down the line or, or are there actual moves they could be making right now?
0: Yeah, great question. I, it's Your question is making me think about a guy I met with recently. He was around 58 years old. Uh, and he said to me, Jim, look, I've been listening to your show for quite some time. And he was actually one of the winners when I gave out the complimentary financial plans oh, nice. uh, in one of the shows a couple of weeks ago. So uh, He was happy to hear that, you know, I said, look, I do Zoom meetings. So he loved hearing that because he was only 58. He he still had a crazy work schedule. Mm-hmm. And he also had a million other things that he was involved with uh, <laughs> aside from work. So, sure. you know, the, his free time was uh was limited. But anyways, he was just so frustrated in general with the current administration. And he voiced that uh to I'm putting this real mildly here on the show, but <laughs> he did not think that they were doing nearly enough to veer us away from heading into, you know, a deeper recession. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, a decent amount of money saved for retirement. So he had a lot at stake. But what he was concerned about was that his his balance um, wouldn't be keeping up with this inflation. He was concerned about the high levels of inflation. So he was telling me, look, Jim, I worked really hard throughout you know, my whole career to save this money up. And, and now this current administration just seems to be completely aloof when it comes to you know, taking any you know, necessary measures to really safeguard and to help protect these other hardworking Americans, not just him, uh, with when we're talking about retirement assets. So one thing I was able to help him with in particular was that I was able to show him some financial instruments that were better positioned to keep up with inflation. And I was able to show him some things that could pay a little higher than even 5% interest per year. And this made sense for him because he had a good deal of his uh, money in savings accounts at the banks and credit unions, which were paying him more than the typical 1% that they've been paying, but not quite the 5%. So he also had a bunch of uh, money over in Vanguard. He had uh, money in these short-term bond funds because he wanted to keep it safe. Uh, But when I we pulled up the the performance, they'd only been averaging around 1.6% per year. Mm. So I was able to show him how to get you know, some more money into uh, into some things with better rates. And I was also help able to help him with getting more money into a Roth IRA. And we got into that uh, conversation for a couple of reasons, because um, he was also voicing his opinion about how he knew that our nation is just laden with debt right now, yeah. uh, over thirty two trillion dollars of debt. And he wanted to begin protecting his assets in the event of future tax increases. And the Roth IRA monies can do just that. So what I did, I further explained to him how his, you know, the the other benefits of the Roth, which is that his son and daughter, he had two kids, whatever he doesn't use, his son and daughter would be able to inherit that Roth IRA money, whatever he doesn't use. And they would be able to enjoy an additional 10 years of growth potential, all while not having to pay the IRS one penny in income tax, mm-hmm. their kids that is for the entire 10 additional years. So if anyone's listening today and, and uh, You know, everyone kind of knows how well investments can potentially perform over the next 10 year period. Uh, So if you're listening right now, you just want to make sure you're not missing out on anything important when it comes to doing everything that you can to keep up with these higher levels of inflation and doing everything you can to properly safeguard your retirement savings and still while planning ahead for the potential of higher tax increases then give my office a call right now. This is my focus right now. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll set up a time to chat about it. So your call with me, is, by the way, is gonna be completely complimentary and it's gonna be with me personally. Mm-hmm. The number to call, 610-894-7415. Once again, the number to call, 610-894-7415. And if you call right now, someone on my team will take down your name and your number and they'll pull up my calendar and they'll set up a time uh, that we can chat over the next few days and uh, look there's just no time like the present to start this type of planning Chris there
1: certainly isn't if there was you know a, one change that you can make to your retirement portfolio that's really going to you know tighten up the you know, the probability of success when it comes to your retirement or if there's a lot of changes, when would you to know about it I would think as soon as possible. so go ahead and you make that call and, and get on Jim's calendar for the coming week six one zero eight nine four. 7415, or you can go to the website as well, RetireReadyFG.com. You know, the market has always been competitive and competition, usually a good thing. But right now, the stock market is feeling the pain of retirement savers seeking an alternative to all of this volatility. Here's Larry McDonald and portfolio manager Adam Johnson, recently on Fox Business. $10 million in cash today generates $510,000 a year in treasuries, in one you know, one year treasuries. Think about that. A year ago, you're talking this was $70,000. What you're saying, Larry, if I'm hearing you right, that the average investor is smart enough to recognize there's now a choice between stocks and bonds. So that average investor is going to say, I'm going to sell my stocks and I'm going to go buy bonds and just make 5%. Uh, so is 5% enough growth to sustain a retirement portfolio or should we be looking for more than
0: that? Oh, And Chris, believe me, this is definitely something we've been hearing more and more about in these recent months. In fact, I've I've met with someone just recently who came into my Radnor, Pennsylvania office, um, which, by the way, is about two blocks from Villanova University. I'm right in the Radnor Financial Center, by the way. Uh, A lot of people know that Radnor Hotel right there on on Lancaster Avenue. Mm -hmm. I'm in the building right behind it. But anyways, this guy came in. uh, He and his wife came in. Very nice people. Uh, They were just a short drive from Ambler, uh, PA. And... um, He was uh, just really making the point that his mutual funds in his 401k, uh, he said, look, Jim, I got the nice mix here. I got I got everything there based on the chart. They tell me at work. This is what I have. He was and he was he was diversified nicely. He had the, you know, the typical allocation, as we call it, which is something like 40 percent in in large cap U.S. mutual funds. Mm -hmm. And then he had the 20 percent international, 30 percent in the bonds and then the remaining 10 percent in that stable value fund. So in our industry, we call this you know that typical 60-40 mix or 60-30-10 mix. So it's very typical. Um, and when he showed me his statement on page two of his statement, I flipped over to it and um, I told him that his return um, over the past 10 years, I kind of pointed it out with my finger. I said, look, your return over the on average over the past 10 years was right around 5.5%. So when we started talking a little bit more, He said, look, Jim, I'm fairly pleased with that five and a half percent. You know, that's a pretty good rate of return on my money. But he was still a little bit on edge about things going forward. So I kind of, you know, just chatted with him a little bit further. And when we we were posing a little bit more about what his concerns were, um, he asked me to pull up a chart over the past 20 years of the stock market. And when I did, he pointed out to me how much growth had taken place over the last 12 years. So it turns out his main concern was that over a period of time where the market grew so much over the, since the 2008 crash, I'm talking about 09 and onwards, mm-hmm. um, that his portfolio was only about to net him about 5.5%. So the additional concern was that now we're in a period of time where there is high inflation. There yep. wasn't high inflation back in 09 and 2010, et cetera. So he was not confident that the market was still going to grow at that same pace that it did the past 12 years ago. And if the the market did, in fact, earn, you know, maybe half as much as it did the past 12 years, he would run the risk of only earning about two and a half percent instead of that five and a half percent that he got the past 12 years. So he said to me, Jim, look, if I only earn two and a half percent over the next 10 years, I don't think that my money can last me for the next 20 or 25 years into my retirement. And Chris, what I did, I, I crunched the numbers with him. And uh, yeah, he was right. When when he was only earning two and a half percent, it showed his money running out at that spend rate that he was hoping to have uh, right at that 14 year mark. And that would have had him um, not in a good time, way too young to be running out of money. So you can imagine the the look of concern on his face, Chris.
1: Certainly, it's a common concern among people who don't run the numbers that is this, you know, they hope that it's going to work out for them or, uh, you know, he, he did the math and he figured it out. The buying power of your dollar inflation is always going to be a factor, obviously, hopefully not as magnified as it has been the past couple of years. But um, what what did you do for him at this point?
0: So What I was able to do, I was able to show him how to get his portfolio to remain in that five or five and a half percent range. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it looks like, you know, if he was able to do that, his retirement savings could very well last him 25 or even 30 years or beyond. So instead of taking so much risk, with all of that money in the 401k, which, by the way, none of it's protected. It's all at the whim of the stock market. Yeah. You know, he was, he was broken down in the stock funds, the U.S. ones, the, the international funds, the bond funds, et cetera. Um, but it made more sense for him to reposition some of that 401k money into some of these higher yielding fixed rate instruments that are currently available. Uh, so if there's one positive element that came to this high level inflation, <laughs> yes, the, the bright side is that, yeah, there's we can find some instruments now offering those fixed rates of even five and a half percent. You can find these days. Um, the thing I love most is that you don't have to risk so much of your retirement savings in the stock market nowadays to get those decent rates. Um, and I would also ch- suggest to our listeners today to take a look just like I did with that guy. Take a look at how well your overall portfolio has performed over the past 10, 12 years, something like that. And I'm not talking about singling out your your best mutual fund. Oh, look, I'm talking about looking at your whole mm-hmm. retirement nest egg. Look at all of your IRAs. A lot of people have a, a couple of them. Look at your 401ks. You know, Put your spouses in there as well. A lot of people have deferred comp plans, 457 plans if you work with the city, 403bs if you work for a A hospital or a school, uh, you know, just take a few minutes, uh, spend some time tallying up what your percentage gain has been over the past decade. And if your numbers are similar to, let's say, Vanguard's numbers, when I look them up, their balanced fund, which has stocks and bonds and a bunch of other things, uh, they were earning somewhere in that mid six percent range uh over the over the past say, you know, 15, 20 years, something like that. So you you might want to just ask yourself that same question. What if we don't have a big stock market boom over the next 10, 12 years, like we had the past decade. Like if the market only does half as well, what would your portfolio look like? And instead of getting 6%, like what you may have got over the past 10, 15, 20 years, and you only get 3% over the next 10 years, and you gotta look and see if at 3%, if your numbers don't look so great, then it might make sense to reach out to a financial professional like myself Who can help you find the financial instruments that are available right now in that mid 5% range? Uh, That way, you don't have to leave your your entire retirement up to chance, up to the, uh, you know, you're not relying on the performance of the stock market entirely because we all know that the stock market is not a dependable environment. No. In so many instances, it, it makes a lot of sense to leave some money linked up to the market. Of course it does. Uh, and then take maybe another portion of your money and link it to these higher interest rates that are currently being offered. So if what I'm saying makes a whole world of sense to you as you're listening right now, then give my office a call right now and we can have a conversation, uh, completely complimentary. And we'll take a deeper look to see if there might be some better strategies for you and for your retirement savings. And the number to reach me, 610-894-7415. Once again, 610 610- Eight nine four seven four one five. You can give our office a call right now, and someone will take down your name and number, and we could set up a chat in the next few days.
1: And that chat is going to be completely complimentary, and it's going to be with Jim personally. You know, we call the show Freedom to Retire, but uh, it's beyond that. It's it's the freedom to hopefully stay retired, not have to say, well, you know, twenty years later, I, I've run out of money, and it's time to get back to the workforce. Returning to work should be something that you choose to do, not something that you're forced to do, and with a properly structured uh, plan. Um, You know, Jim has been doing this for over 25 years now. He can help you with that. So 610-894-7415 is how you get started. Or online, retireadyfg.com. This is, I don't think, news to anybody out there, but it is still great news. Americans and people in general are living longer. But the other side of that is there's always the fear of running out of money in retirement. The longer you live, the the more years you have to fund. Uh, But one way to safeguard against that, that fear of running out of money is an annuity, which offers a guaranteed income stream for life. So let's talk about this, Jim. How do annuities befriend these so-called enemies of retirement?
0: The enemies of retirement. <laughs> well, uh, what we're talking about is the, the elements that we need to plan ahead for, those enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason we need to plan ahead for these things are because, yeah, they've damaged people's retirements in the past. And these these three major elements that, that we're talking about here are where you need to plan ahead for your, our, our longevity risk, our inflation risk, and our market volatility risk. So let's take a quick minute. Let's break down these quote unquote enemies into what they mean exactly okay. when it comes to financial lingo. Um, so longevity risk, that's the risk that we may end up living a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandfather, for example, made it one month shy of 97. and His mother made it to uh, 99. Mm. My grandmother is still with us. She's 95. She's totally fine. That's
1: fantastic. So
0: so the question becomes, look, will will we have enough income coming in every single month for the rest of our life that can remain consistent also Mm -hmm. each month so that we can depend on it? Because remember, we're still going to have utility bills. We're going to have grocery bills. We're going to have property taxes and a whole host of other bills that are going to be arriving in our mailbox every month for the rest of our life. And we need to pay these bills as a basic means for survival. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and we need to make sure they're paid consistently. Um, and I had a guy with, uh, that I met with a couple of years ago. He was in his early 70s. And this guy was so confident that he was going to die at 82. I'll never forget this guy. Hmm. And he said it two or three times. Jim, 82, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And uh, so I had to ask him, well, you know, look, why are you so confident about this 82 uh, that you're going to pass? He said, look, um, my father died at 82. And my grandfather, which is his father, also died at eighty-two for completely different things, by the way, <laughs> both health-related. I'll give him that. Sure. But, uh, so he was mapping out all of his finances so he would have a zero balance in, at age eighty-two, and and thankfully, about ninety-nine percent of our listeners right now probably realize that's not the best plan. No. Uh, and we can't predict our demise there. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of people out there. Look, who, whose fathers or mothers passed away they their in their forties or even fifties. And those folks are are now in their seventies or eighties. So the bottom line here is that we need to plan that we could all potentially live until our late eighties or even our nineties. And even if it doesn't happen, look, at least we'll have enough resources along the way.
1: It's a very valid thing because we talked about, you know, being able to reenter the workforce a little earlier. You know, if that's something that you want to do, but you know, if if you're in your eighties and nineties and you've run out of money, uh, entering into the workforce, you know, I like to say, you know, th- that we have an ageist society, but it, it's going to be kind of difficult. And, and quite frankly, I don't think it's going to be something that you want to do. So if there is a way to address that, it seems silly to say the fear of living too long, but, but that's what it is, uh, you know. Uh, having that guaranteed income coming in can hopefully lay that to bed. So longevity risk, annuities seem to handle that. What about, what about the other two enemies here?
0: Yeah, so we need to plan out for, for inflation. I mean, we're getting a big dose of this this past couple of years. I mean, inflation can pack a punch. We, we see this. Uh, it, can, it can negatively impact our investment portfolios. When the Fed raises rates, the market kind of comes down typically. And just look at the prices of just about everything out there nowadays. And if we, if we have uh, too much money sitting in banks and credit unions, yeah, we run the risk of, of not keeping up with these rising prices. For example, you know, even though the, ma- the banks might be offering us uh, 3% or 3. Point, Jim, I'm getting 3.2 in my high yield savings account. Um, it really doesn't move the needle too much when we have inflation as high as 7% mm-hmm. or 8%. So we're only half keeping up with it. And yeah, we also need to make sure we don't have all of our money dependent on the stock market. So this is where annuities can come into play. And they've been a big topic of discussion here, uh, you know, just in our in our financial community here in greater Philadelphia over the past couple of years, and especially over the past 12 months. I keep getting loads of questions about these because rates have reached substantially higher levels in these annuities nowadays. I mean, when I was looking them up, you know, a couple years ago, the rate at which they were paying out income compared to now, and now it's it's double or triple sometimes hmm. in, in what they've been uh, in, in what they've been paying out, and that's just a a recent increase. And you can lock those in for a lifetime. Um, so yeah, a few years ago, and you know even many years ago, I wasn't a huge fan, but now many of them you know have substantially lowered their fees. We're talking about these annuities nowadays, and a lot of them even eliminated their annual fees. Uh, so they've been kind of difficult to ignore. They they have great rates, many of them, and. Uh, the elimination of the fees. So the bottom line here is that if you do have some longevity in your family history uh, and if you would maybe like to keep a portion of your life savings protected from stock market loss and have that lifetime income um, kind of flowing into your bank account every single month, then yeah, it might make some sense to take a fresh look at what annuities have to offer. Um, And you could see for yourself what, what the rates are and what they could pay you and, you know, they, they could produce that monthly income like we've been talking about throughout all different types of market conditions. Don't forget, even as, as the market is crashing, the income from the annuity will be consistent. Um, Even if your current advisor, I hear this a lot, Jim, I, I spoke with him about my uh, to my current advisor. He wasn't a fan. So, you know, sad to say it, but it might be because your current advisor doesn't offer them mm-hmm. or maybe because the other advisor is getting paid more in fee revenue um, off of the mutual funds that they have you in. So it's it's probably just a good time to get a second opinion from someone else, someone like myself. I'm an accredited investment fiduciary with nearly 25 years of experience. I'll be happy to give you a second opinion. So what you have to do is just give my office a call and we could set up a, a, a Zoom meeting or something in person in one of my offices. So the number to reach me, 610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415, and I'd be happy to get some uh, information headed your way and get the conversation started.
1: There's two things that you said there, Jim, that that I was writing down here, uh, and I think they're very uh, worthwhile pointing out. here. You said annuities can come into play in in someone's retirement plan. It's not a definitive thing. And you said a portion of their life savings. This isn't something that's going to be right for everybody, and it certainly doesn't need to be the entirety of your retirement plan. It's going to depend on, on your situation. But if you have concerns about, you know, longevity risk and inflation and market volatility, it's a conversation I think certainly worth having, and it is a complimentary conversation. So again, that number six one zero eight nine four seven four one five. 610-894-7415. Go and get on Jim's calendar, or you can go to the website if you prefer, RetireReadyFG.com. There was an advice column, Jim, on Market Watch that fielded a question from a 64-year-old man who's a year away from retirement, saved up about $850,000 and is going to have nearly Five thousand dollars a month for social security and pensions—not not too bad. Uh, he still owes about one hundred and sixty-five thousand on his house, and he asked whether he should pay off the mortgage before retiring. We kind of talked about people, you know, paying up on their mortgages a little earlier in the show. How would you answer this question for this gentleman?
0: Yeah, and uh, we mentioned it earlier on the show because it's it's becoming so so frequently mm-hmm. uh, asked in our in our office and uh, of me. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's all the volatility in the market is just really driving people to think outside the box. Uh, and the possibility of, of more loss to our investments on the way as we continue, you know, with this higher level inflation with an, an administration that is, is questionable at mm. best. <laughs> and uh, people are just wondering if it's a good time. Hey, maybe I should just, you know, pay off the mortgage. So unfortunately, it's not a one size fits all situation where I could just announce over the airwaves, you know, he, he, And give a, you know, a generic yes or no type of answer. It's just just impossible to do that. Uh, But what it boils down to is that, you know, you really just need to know what your expenses are. You know, know, often when I'm building plans, I'll ask people what, you know, some people will know this to a T and other people will just give me a blank stare for five minutes (laughs) when I ask them what their expenses (laughs) are. But you need to have just a general idea. You don't have to get really down to the penny, but you need to know what your your property taxes are going to look like, your utility bills in general, you know what you've been spending on average on groceries, gas, medical needs. We all know what different types of insurances we have in place, mm-hmm. car insurance and other types of insurance. You need to factor in their entertainment and vacations and all of that extra fluff that we all need <laughs> to put smiles on our faces. And then you need to determine if you were to no longer own that portion of your investments that you use to pay off the mortgage, you need to determine whether or not your remaining assets and your other resources will be enough to provide income for all of those all of those elements every single month for the rest of your life. You know, there's an old saying out there that we financial advisors have been saying for years, which is that you can borrow money for a home, but you can't borrow money for your retirement. Hmm. And I'll say that again because it's really important. You can borrow money for your home, but not for your retirement. And, you know, this is because, you know, things might be very tight for you by paying off the mortgage completely. So maybe it makes more sense if you, if you do something maybe in the middle of the road, which means maybe throwing a little bit of extra money towards the principal uh, each month mm-hmm. uh, towards your mortgage when you can. So that way, maybe you'll pay the house off a good deal quicker, maybe a, several years quicker. And then you could still have the other monies in your, retirement nest egg, let's call it, hopefully producing good results and good interest. And, uh, and then you'll have both things kind of going for you. So that's an idea as well, Chris.
1: Kind of working in your favor, especially, you know, if, if you were had the foresight to refinance when the interest rates were as low as they were and, you know, you're, you're paying uh, next to nothing in interest on that. Uh, this kind of reminds me of something that, that I heard recently, and that is test driving your budget prior to retirement in the same way that, you know, you test drive a car to make sure that it's, it's going to work out for you before you actually buy it. If people have a year or two prior to entering into retirement and and they think they know how much they're going to be spending, kind of giving that a a test drive. That way, if it doesn't work out, they can go back to the drawing board. Is this something you recommend for people?
0: I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that phrase, Chris. (laughs) Thanks for that. I'm writing that one down. Uh, Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been answering questions like this. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this. This will be my 25th year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all want that quick and easy financial tip that's going to lead us to, you know, wealth and and riches beyond our imaginations. I mean, think about it. How how much do we perk up when we hear, you know, a wealthy friend that says, hey, Chris, you got to buy this stock, you know, a good little stock tip. Mm -hmm. I mean, if our eyebrows could could hit the ceiling, they probably would (laughs) in many cases because we're so excited. But the fact of the matter is that nothing could be more healthy for us than seeing the big picture of our finances. And what I mean by that is we need to see all of our numbers put together in a concise financial plan. And we need to learn the ways that we can minimize our taxes Throughout our retirement, uh, and we need to 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 see what our expenses could look like throughout retirement as well. Uh, we need to see what inflation could look like with a little bit of inflation, how that'll impact our numbers, and we need to figure out ways to best keep up with inflation because this is not going to be our only bout with inflation. No, um, and we need to know whether it's you know best to keep our mortgage or or pay it off, um, you know, or maybe get rid of other debt that might be lingering around. There's some people that help their, their son or daughter or or other multiple f- uh, kids uh, with their student loans. And a lot of parents have debt with that. Uh, so we need to learn about uh, whether or not it's best to pay that off. We need to learn um, best ways to utilize this Roth IRA. And remember that the Roth IRA, uh, some people say, well, I make too much money. Uh, well, you don't make too much money to get money in through a conversion. Mm-hmm. So many people tell me, Jim, I, I don't have a Roth because I, I make too much. Um, Why didn't anyone ever tell me about this conversion? We call that getting money in the raw through the back door. So look, at this point in the show, this is what I'm going to do, Chris. I'm going to offer our listeners something very special right now. Um, so if what I've been talking about over the past couple of minutes has piqued your interest, I would suggest grabbing a pen and paper right now or grab your phone uh, because what I'm going to be doing is offering a full comprehensive financial plan for the next five people who have saved $250,000 or more for retirement and who are aged 55 through 75. So once again, age 55 through 75, 250000 or more. And this is for the next five people that call into this show. Uh, and this financial plan that I'm going to personally build for you, it's going to be a, a customized guide for you on all of those topics that I just mentioned, including... How to maximize the claiming of your social security and how to best plan for and how to get the the best uh, monthly income flowing during your retirement remember we need to you're not gonna have a paycheck anymore when you're retired we need to get cash flow coming in Mm -hmm. we need to get money into that roth ira folks as much as we can so we can enjoy tax-free growth potential throughout the rest of our life and remember i say this on every show i'm going to say it again the irs is not our friend It's up to us to do the planning so that we can pay the IRS as little as legally possible. They're never going to send us any mailer or call us up with any tips or advice. It's up to us to seek out the guidance from tax and investment planners like myself. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call. 610-894-7415. Or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire
1: Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792.
0: Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License, 366900.
1: Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth, LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration does not an end endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative either by phone or in person.